This is Clayton for Podcast Radio Business, and we're joined by Claire Neal, Head of Workplace Mental Health at Mental Health UK. And we're here to discuss why burnout in the workforce is a cause for concern. Thank you for joining us, Claire. Good morning, Clayton. Hello. Claire, please tell us more about your role at Mental Health UK. I'm head of the workplace mental health team. Um, So what we spend our time doing is talking to organisations to help them create mentally healthy cultures. Today, we're here to talk about Mental Health UK's burnout report, which is showing us that 20% um, of our respondents took time off work due to stress in the past year. And I think more concerningly, nearly 50% of employees don't believe their employer has a plan in place to spot signs of chronic stress and burnout. Mental Health UK's recent research indicates that over a third of adults experienced high or extreme levels of stress in the past year. What's bringing this on? Because it's obviously, well, it's not an epidemic, but it's obviously quite a serious situation that's going on right across the workforce. Yeah, absolutely. And there are several reasons why this this might be the case. We know that we're living in unprecedented times. So even outside of the workplace, um, many of us are dealing with the cost of living crisis. There's pressure on public services. There's also the global challenges of climate change, political unrest, and all of these are fueling um, stress and feelings of hopelessness. And then when we bring it into the workplace, since the pandemic, um, many of us have transformed the way we work. Um, So with hybrid working and the increased use of technology, there are more boundaries between work and home. So where we used to come home from work and relax because it was our home um now there's a there's a there's more of a blurring and there's an always on culture now that we think is leading people to live in this constant low level of stress the idea of the blurring of lines is an interesting one because somebody sent me an email which they expected me to act on on sunday a couple of Sundays ago, and somebody tried to contact me on LinkedIn and basically said, can you have a meeting at one o'clock today? And it was a Saturday. And that, (laughs) I know it's crazy, but that's that's the on culture. (laughs) Do the respondents of the survey feel that they just can't say no? Oh, so there's so there's two things here. You know, certainly those requests shouldn't be coming in out of hours. Um, but I would also challenge you, Clayton, about your boundaries. You know, whether we we shouldn't be checking our our emails out of hours, um, and we should be putting sort of boundaries between personal and work communications. So, um, in answer to your question about are people afraid to say no, when we look in the workplace context, line managers play a really really important part in role modelling um, this healthy behaviour at work when it comes to, to mental health. So line managers should know when their employees, when their team work, um, and they shouldn't be sending messages out of hours because it's giving a, an indication that that is the done thing in our organisation. So certainly younger employees, we've certainly seen them coming out quite poorly in this burnout research, they're looking and learning about how things are done around here. Um, And line managers have a responsibility to make sure that they are not um, teaching the newer members of the workforce poor ways of working. The survey also said almost half of UK workers stated that their organisations lack plans 
to help colleagues spot signs of chronic stress. Are employers doing enough? To be positive, they're certainly doing more than they have done in the past. Um, I think the question is, are they doing the right things? We know at Mental Health UK that one thing that can really help, and this is coming back to line managers, is to provide mental health awareness training. So when you open up the conversation about mental health in the workplace, when line managers understand what it is and how important it is, and they can have supportive, authentic conversations um, and know how to signpost people to appropriate help, that's when um, we start to see this shift towards a, a positive mental health culture. In the last few months, we've seen a lot of big companies let a lot of people go. Do you feel that a significant number of workers do not feel comfortable letting their managers know that they're under stress in case it puts them in a position that they're for the chop? Um, yeah, and again, that, that certainly shows up in, um, in our survey results, um, which showed that 35% of people wouldn't be comfortable talking to their managers if they're experiencing stress. And I would certainly suggest that job insecurity plays a part in that. But again, I go back to the importance of this kind of top-down approach to explaining to, to, to the workforce that an organisation takes mental health seriously and it's not just lip service. So yes, I think senior leaders need to open up the conversation around mental health to make it a safe place to put your hand up if you're struggling. The thing is, there is a combination of things that contribute to this burnout syndrome. And a list of the things that I've been presented with are a high workload, unpaid overtime, feeling isolated at work. We've talked about the negative aspect of it. What strategies can organisations implement to address these issues and hopefully create a healthier work environment. Um, yeah, absolutely. So um, one of the um, one of the things that came out in the report was that um, sort of I talk about t toxic workplaces. So uh, incidents of bullying um, and intimidation at work can can really contribute to this constant feeling of stress. So looking at your policies to make sure you have robust policies around bullying and harassment, making sure that managers understand the importance of regular check-ins with staff. So these aren't, again, not paying lip service, but genuinely asking how people are and then following up with them. So they are, again, it's about fostering this empathic authenticity at work where we're bringing our human self to work and not operating like robots because it's not sustainable. Um, and this is kind of a, a surefire kind of ingredients to, to, to down the line of, of burnout. Mental Health UK is advocating for a national summit. So you want to address the high levels of work absence. What outcomes do you think that that summit might have? Um, it's really hard to, to speculate on, on what the government may do in the future. It's certainly really important to us that, that mental health is high up on the agenda um, for this national summit. Um, but I, I go back to what I said earlier, that each and every workplace does need to take that responsibility and recognise that if they don't tackle mental health in the workplace, it's going to be detrimental not only to the, I guess, the 
the reputation of the organization because people are now looking to go to workplaces that look after their mental health. But it's also going to um, cost them a lot of money. It's not just an ethical issue. It makes good business sense to have healthy workplaces. So I think it's, yeah, I mean, from the top down, government will play an important role, but organisations must play their part. And each of us have to keep an eye on our own signs that we may be struggling and take steps to address it. Are there any tips that employers and employees can take away from our conversation today that they might be able to implement at some point into the future? Yeah, absolutely. So one thing I will say is that burnout doesn't happen overnight. It's something that can creep up on people. So as an individual, I would say, look out for your own warning signs. Know the signs that suggest that you are starting to struggle and it will be different for everybody. So I know some people get palpitations. Some people notice that they're sleep is becoming disrupted. When you see the early warning signs, that's when you need to start taking some steps. Take your annual leave. Make sure that you regularly book in some time off to to rest and recharge. So I think that's my, I guess, my individual takeaway. Um, From an organisational level, I think get your line managers talking about mental health, remove the stigma about mental health in the workplace um, and get them trained up in how to have supportive conversations and make them realise they have a duty of care to do that. Where can our podcast radio business listeners go to for more information? Um, Thank you. Yes, Clayton, please, I I urge you all to to have a look at our website. So on the Mental Health UK website, there are lots of free downloadable resources um, and also information on the training that that you can access. Um, The website address is www.mentalhealth-uk.org. That's excellent. So Claire Neal, Head of Workplace Mental Health at Mental Health UK, thank you for joining us on Podcast Radio Business. Thank you, Clayton. It's been a pleasure. You're most welcome.